0: Welcome to our first episode of K-Pop Unfiltered. I'm Jasmine, one of the several hosts on our show. You can watch us on YouTube currently, and eventually you can listen to us on Spotify and maybe iTunes. So for now, don't forget to follow us on K-Pop Unfiltered Official on all social media platforms, including TikTok and we're gonna go down the line and introduce ourselves as
1: the oldest so oh, hi my name is silkia and on tiktok and other social media places you may have known me as lovely monroe 88.
0: i'm jasmine ivaliotis i'm known as it's just jazzy on tiktok and on instagram i'm an actress and i make mostly just uh povs of the boys on TikTok comedy stuff. So that's
2: me. Hi, I'm, I'm Tasia. I'm also known as uh, TasiaK97 Ni- Tasia uh, on TikTok. I just do like basically K-pop content creating, basically.
3: Hi, everyone. My name is Amoy. You might know me on TikTok as NBTFTings. I do skits. I do sometimes covers um, and a couple other little things.
4: Hi, my name's Lindsay. Uh, You may know me as Lindsay Ahaha on my Instagram and TikTok. Um, My TikTok usually just me reacting to me buying and spending my money on BTS, which I like doing.
2: Hi, I'm Jordan. I'm known as Jordan underscore X on TikTok. I'm 20 years old and I'm mostly known on TikTok for simping over Yu-Gi-Ohm from (laughs) Got7.
5: Hey guys, my name is Decca, and you guys have probably seen me on TikTok. My at is Deka X I'm known to be the Sok Jin fanatic.
6: Um, I simp over that man and basically all of BTS, so that's me. Okay, hey guys, I'm Aaliyah. Most people know me on TikTok as Taze Mafia, and I mainly just post BTS content and other so yeah.
7: Hi guys, my name is Nevaeh. You may know me as Yuma's wife on TikTok. I post a lot of Stray Kids, BTS, and AT's content, and I pretty much just showcase different clips and videos that I think are very interesting, to say the least, so.
0: Now, we'll turn our attention to our founder, Amoy, who's gonna talk about what this show entails and what we're gonna be discussing every week.
3: Okay, so, we are K-Pop Unfiltered Official. Um, just to give a little backstory on what how this came to be, I was on live with my followers, you know, chatting it up, being a little messy. <laughs> That's beside the point. Um, and I was talking about them, talking about, like, podcasts on things I want to do or, like, just different little things. And a lot of them agreed on podcasts. And for a long time, I've always wanted to do a podcast, but I didn't know, like, how to do or how to go about it, if that makes sense. So then a lot of them were like, you should do it with other creators. So I was like, hold on, that'll make sense. Um, <laughs> but then I wanted it to be mostly POC creators because I did want it from a different standpoint. And I also wanted it to be more so from different age groups, if that makes sense. Um, so they were listing a bunch of creators. I even had a bunch in mind. And this is how we came to be with all of us. We're going to talk about different things, um, different things that's going on in K-pop. Time to time, we might talk about other things that's going on in the world. But mostly K-pop, we're gonna talk about, um, for instance, things that go on with BTS that we feel like need to be discussed. We're gonna talk about cultural appropriation. We're gonna, there's just a lot of things that we are going to touch.
1: That's what talking with the Indian interview yeah that's okay well
5: for those of you who don't know the situation because obviously i don't expect everyone to know basically um as army we've been wanting a host to interview bts and ask the actual questions we know the whole gag where people like to ask those questions like who do you want to interview and things like that and who do you want to collab with and things like that and it was just it's weird so we finally had someone who asked some really good questions took time to interview every member the thing is though right after the interview it was such a wholesome interview right after that uh she got into a little controversy because a lot of armies have found some things with her being islamophobic and her being um anti or pro-colonialism was it if i'm correct she's being pro colonialism, and obviously for me personally as a muslim i stand against islamophobia and things like that but it felt like there was a lot of army that didn't like the fact that she was so i don't know having a good time with bts and i guess what people thought was flirting so people dug into her past and found some things that were problematic so that's a good intro
7: to what
3: happened okay so to jump on to what deca is saying so i watched the interview i actually seen the first clip like I think when it first was announced that she was going to be interviewing them and I was low-key happy because I was like, thank God we getting a POC, we're getting something different, something new to the table. Um, when I did watch it, I actually really enjoyed it because of how like her interaction with the boys were. It was just, everything was flowing. It seemed natural. And the boys, they were laughing, they were happy, you know, it was a good a good time, if you could say Um, what I'm going to touch upon really quick is the fact that people were trying to discuss what she was wearing. Um, and how I feel on that is that I necessarily don't see a problem with what she was wearing. I think she looked amazing. I think she came very presentable. She wasn't showing too much skin. You know what I'm saying? And I also, I feel like she acted very professional because there were, if there was a part in the clip where you did see Tay kind of blow a little smooch. (laughs) <laughs> and I know some people would act out and go nuts and go crazy, but I like how she was like, this is my job at the end of the day. I still got to act professional. Yeah. I might want to act up, but I really do got a professional. So I applaud her on that. Um, I do want to say I loved her questions because the question she was asking, I don't think I've ever seen an interviewer or come across an interviewer to ask certain things like that. Just to
2: add on to what Amoy said I think what I will touch upon is um, the fact that I'm kind of concerned about how BTS would actually introduce their significant other in the future if if ARMY like reacts that way just because of a little flirting or whatever between an interview or how are they going to react when BTS decides to actually like show who they actually dating. Are they gonna try and dig up their past as well? And stuff like that, I feel like it was just, I don't think they did it for the right reasons. Is
1: can they introduce anyone to the public of even having a friend because even when we saw when Namjoon posted a video of, you know, the picture on Twitter with him and his friend outside, mm-hmm. you know, he was finally showing everyone that I was able to go bike and a friend and he just covered his face up. It was a whole thing of was that his, his husband and he's this and he's that. And it's like, you can't even have a friend. So how can they even introduce anyone that they are involved with? you know what I'm saying, to army and army not get so like protective, I would say Mm -hmm. in that sense. And I remember when I saw the clip of that interview, when I saw how beautiful that girl was, I said, I hope this girl literally be on her P's and Q's for her own sake, because I know how people can take things the wrong way, especially Mm -hmm. her outfit. I said, you usually see more people are wearing like what we see male interviewers. I think we're so used to seeing male interviewers. We haven't seen like a woman and most of the women are like dressed up like casual or things like that. You haven't seen like a high fashion type of interview where someone actually took their job serious. If these men represent labels and things like that and they dress up, I should be able to do that job too, and dress up and come to show up and show out all that other stuff. You
0: mentioned that she's also, what was she like, uh, India's uh, Miss, Miss uh, Country or was she like- Miss India person? was it?
7: So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so she already yeah.
0: has a lot to like, she's, she's it. She's India's it girl. And she gets to mm-hmm. interview on behalf of all Indian armies. Of course she's going to show out. And she mm-hmm. was on her P's and Q's. And I took mm-hmm. away from that interview, was. Because I'm in the entertainment industry, and I, of course, one of my goals is to interview BTS. I want to be in the same level that she's at, where she's smart, informed, she makes everyone feel included. She's obviously been done done her research on other interviews and knows mm-hmm. how everyone just directs their questions to the only English speaker. But she actually gave time individually, which was great. and she did a callback. But I knew as soon as I saw how pretty she was and how she was very confident in complimenting Mm -hmm. the boys, a guy could have said, a guy interviewer could have said the same shit. No one was having an issue. But because she's a girl and she's pretty, it was game over. We yep. had an
1: interviewer who was a Black K-pop. We had a Black girl. Hey, Kayla. It was like, <laughs> it, it went off on Black. We, we took it as a joke, but it wasn't as a big of a deal than this one. And I went, what was the difference between Kayla? Because Kayla was amazing.
0: This era is about being more mature. You know, bringing yes. out yes. Of them, like, more mature. Yeah. And this interview yeah. was perfect. It brought that out of them. And they're not used to that. They needed to be put into that that kind of yeah. it's all pr it's all it, it did really mm. well for pr but i thought it was interesting because remember that uh the variety show that bts was on where they brought in the korean student who danced to
7: oh yeah called, mic they, drop it was my mic top. drop they yeah, brought
0: yeah. her in and in mm-hmm. person they got to like see her do her performance again in person Everybody loved her. Mm -hmm. Everyone loved, they said, oh, she handled herself so well, like blah, 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 blah. What was the difference? Everyone went,
1: because (laughs) one, no one ever thinks about international armies as them. Well, they could never look at an international stand. They want Korea, Korea only, their Korea's best. So it's that type of thing of, it's endearing because it's that, but when it's international, oh, there's an outside like i said do we agree with you know what i'm saying her statements yeah. or something like that no but the yeah. reason why we found that out was because people did not like the fact that tay you know reciprocated what she was putting out there and people mm-hmm. wanted to show it was almost this i'm gonna show tay that she ain't you know she ain't shit
4: with not only with like when the video came out but literally before like when she put the teaser on her twitter that's legit like when all the backlash started building up from Mm because when I was looking at like into it like yes I saw all the the V like everyone getting mad because of um the reaction they saw like the connection and everything but also like people were bringing up about like oh she doesn't let Jimin talk oh like she's disrespectful all from just a teaser and she responded Mm -hmm. to that and like she was just like I like how She's like, I I like how you played it. Like if you were like watching it with the whole world, like you haven't even seen the video yet and you're already like nitpicking at everything that she's done or is in the video.
6: Yeah, I want to say with the digging up part, because I remember when I posted about it, I was like, you guys brought this information up for like the wrong reasons. People were coming in my comments and they were like, well, we just went on her account and it was right there and we just saw it. Like she was very open with her like opinions and stuff. They're like, we didn't dig up Mm -hmm. anything right they're playing in our faces but i'm like you guys still used it not even knowing the situations mm-hmm. like i said it earlier like y'all like know nothing about these situations but are using it against her i mean regardless whatever she said whatever her opinions were like they were bad but it's like mm-hmm. y'all are using it against her without knowing the full stories of everything we're not like defending her in any way whatever yeah. looks, what came out about her yeah
5: like 100 it's bad it's the reason yeah. why it was found to begin yeah. with she breathed near bts had a good time uh and out of jealousy out of spite y'all fucking went on her twitter and searched some shit up and then found it and it's like as a muslim it makes me feel like you guys don't actually care about islamophobia you guys don't actually mm-hmm. care about um being pro-colonialism it, it makes me feel like you guys are just trying to find some shit
3: um how just all in all I believe lovely lovely talked on it a little bit. What happens like when BTS brings anyone around. You know what I'm saying? Like it don't gotcha. matter who it is. Like it could be cousin, daddy mama, uncle down the street, Bobby <laughs> from high school. Do you see what I'm saying? Like it don't matter who it is. I just feel like the problem within this fam- fandom is that nobody just wants nobody around BTS and I feel like people need to let that go. I feel like in that interview, they low-key got a piece of that normal.
5: And it's like, I feel like BTS, like now, I feel like after the interview, B- yeah. BTS might be scared to have public communications and public relationships because here we are. They can't breathe around no human being without their entire past being researched. You can,
7: tell, you can tell that ARMY don't really care about BTS's happiness at this point. They care more about what type of happiness, what can they, what can BTS fuel themselves? How much mm-hmm. happiness can BTS bring them? not mm-hmm. how much happiness ARMY can bring to BTS themselves. Because yeah. if they seen how happy BTS was during that interview, they mm-hmm. it looked like they were mad that BTS was happy. That's mm-hmm. what throws me off so much, is that they couldn't just let them have a tiny moment that lasted for, what, 10, 12 minutes?
2: I just feel like ARMY just needs to know their boundaries. They like mm-hmm. to overstep a lot. And I think, in a way, that is going to actually like, r- like harm BTS instead mm-hmm. of protecting them. They always overstepping their mark, and they really did mm-hmm. it with this one.
7: BTS, BTS ARMY is their greatest um, asset and their greatest weakness at the same
3: time. As fans, we must stay in fans' place.
0: OK, we are back from our intermission slash commercial, and we're going to go into our second topic which is blinks versus bts amoy please explain the situation
3: well i had a lot to say on social media as everyone knows um so i'll just go in the backstory on how i found out about the situation and then i'll jump into different type of like topics within there um let me just put this in there disclaimer trigger warning we will be discussing things like rape and also molestation and death and a lot of a couple other things i was on live just talking to a couple of my followers when a lot of them were blowing up my live of things that were going on on twitter just a little thing in here i don't go on twitter because of how sometimes it can get a bit much so they're blowing up my live, telling me different things that were going on on twitter they were saying just a lot of stuff that i couldn't comprehend so I had people like, I think um, Nivea sent me stuff. Um, Lovely, I don't know if you sent me stuff. I'm not too sure. I think we ta- touched on it. About it. We touched on it. Um, one of my friends, Ann, sent me stuff. Um, Aaliyah sent me stuff. Basically, what I take from it is that because BTS success is what I take from it, of their them going, what, four times number one on Billboard, I feel like that kind of, hit a nerve in a lot of people. So there were things on Twitter being spewed out of talking about Jimin's pronouns, his sexuality, (laughs) Um, things that he does outside, people doing things specifically to him, people alluding that Namjoon actually messes with or rapes, Lisa. Um, Talking about Tay's late grandmother calling j-hope a horse calling sugar fat i mean the list goes on with jimin i dislike and i hate it so much and i would love for not only creators but a lot of stands in general to stop trying to guess this man's pronouns and his sexuality because the last time i checked this man didn't give nobody no notice Mm -hmm. on what was going on with his status okay Mm -hmm. i also want to say this too to add into here If someone calls Jimin a city boy, please do not get offended. Because let me say this, I am from Florida. City boy originates from here. So in Florida, before the city girls and Santana was a thing, city boy for us was living the high life, fashion, money. They're about their shit. Do you see what I'm saying? So I need people to stop alluding. If If the first thing that comes to your head when you think of city boy, And you think of Santana, since that's a problem, it made my stomach hurt reading some of those comments because there are people out here who have really been touched, raped, and everything under the sun.
7: Okay, so I just want to say that within the Blinks community, the Blackpink fandom, I feel like there is lack of accountability for things that are going on. There's a whole bunch of people saying, "Hey, that's not us. Those are fake accounts. Those people, we don't claim them." Well, in a way, you have to because they are putting y'all's name onto them, so uh, that automatically makes y'all affiliative to them. Okay, mm-hmm. I feel like these accounts—they do this on
6: purpose to get reactions out of people. Like I've seen these troll accounts in my comment section, like. And they always pose as blinks, and sometimes they even are blinks. Like, it's just these troll accounts are, like, all the time. And then when they get the popularity or they get attention from people, they think it's funny, they think it's cute. Like, that main account that hosted that little space room on Twitter or whatever, when they started getting attention, they thought it was funny. They thought it was cool. They were like, oh, not me on this little news article thing, da-da-da. They are like, y'all can't take jokes, y'all da-da-da. Why are you making jokes about someone's life? Like it's like these aren't, this is not funny. It's not cute. People need to hold y'all accountable. And like, even the person who did this, they got doxxed. People found their address. Like y'all play too much and you can consequences, places, babe. Like, it's just not, I don't know.
0: That people on those, like you were saying on those Twitter spaces, they do that just to get attention. Like they probably don't even believe or know any about, any uh, they do it for attention because they know there's no real consequences to their actions.
7: I think Um, that mainly accounts, I do believe some of them, mainly, I think a lot of them were doing it for attention, but there were some people that were being, like their accounts had tons of followers. Their accounts had other videos. Like they had a history of being on TikTok and it didn't just start that week, that day. And you can tell Mm -hmm. that they do this a lot. And I Mm -hmm. feel like sometimes that proves that they believe those things that they are spewing out and they want people to hear what they have to say. Like their opinion is truthful. It has some truth in it. Um so I do believe that some of them are fake accounts. I do believe that I'm not gonna say that I don't genuinely believe these things and I feel like that that's the focal point point.
1: and when you have it's easier now to say whatever you want to say when you don't have to post a video with your face you don't have to post a profile picture with your face in it you don't have to use your you don't have to do all these things so it is easier because why no one's going to take the time we don't even take the time to find out if a rumor is true or not so no one's mm-hmm. going to take the time to find out my ip address and do all that who has time to do all of it and if mm-hmm. one takes me down i could just make a new one because why my face is not on it there's no accountability of that's who you are we can never really pinpoint who you are so of course people can say whatever and feel whatever but like you said if you don't have anyone holding you accountable then of course this is where we get where there is no boundaries
0: no matter what fandom you're in what like affiliation Trolling has been there since day one. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's never gonna mm-hmm. change unless you know the governments decide mm-hmm. to, you know, regulate the internet heavily, like, but they won't do that. No. But there's always gonna be somebody who wants to get attention, whether it be something that they believe in or not. And people mm-hmm. feel um um uh, like they feel pa- they have power when other Mm -hmm. people agree with them. So I think the best way to solve something like this is to ignore it. Mm -hmm. However, I do feel like Mm -hmm. it is important to bring up some things that are like dangerous, potentially dangerous, Mm -hmm. but to discourage looking for those sources and to discourage bringing more awareness to it because it's just going to give them more fuel to keep going, whether the attention is negative or positive.
2: I think since this whole situation is well on Twitter, I also like I'm starting to like think, would it be such a good idea if groups like K-pop idols would actually have like a sit down with their fandom and to tell them like, what you're doing is not right and it's unacceptable and you need to start? Like, cause I feel like, I, I, I don't know, since I've been in K-pop, I've never seen a K-pop idol actually check their fandom. Yeah, so basically, um, cause I think even more even said this as well, like in in the barbs fandom because I'm I'm also a barb like Mickey like she checks her fans I was just gonna say
5: earlier I agree with like surprisingly I actually agree with both Jazzy and Navea because Jazzy was saying like we shouldn't give attention to trolls because trolls will always exist. But also, once it gets to a point where it's getting out of hand and it's getting traction mm-hmm. and this hate and all these allegations, serious allegations, by the way, serious allegations are getting to such a point, then it's like, where are the blinks? Where are the big creators to come out and like say, I don't stand for this. As a blink, I don't stand for this. You know, There, there gets to a point where attention needs to be put on it. And there are times where, okay, one or two trolls trying to start some shit, ignore them and don't give them attention that they're craving for. And it's like, I feel like there's, there needs to be like a
2: balance between the two, you know? This is why as K-pop stands like we will never get good things because you can't be toxic in your own fandom and expect great things from your faves. Like this is why certain fandoms, you don't get fan calls, you don't get, you know, high touch because, you know, not because the group is just so big. Or that is part of the reason, but it's like, you're toxic. like. Your own faves don't even want to talk to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ooh. Like Ooh. that's just that's just how it is. It's like wow, why is it that all these other groups, all these other fandoms get you know get the, get to interact with their faves even in a pandemic, and
3: mm-hmm.
2: all we get is comebacks. That's not cute.
4: <laughs> Knowing how so, like social media has a good and a bad. Like there's the people who have a platform for the like good reasons and speaking up, but then there's mm-hmm. also these like you know toxic people who make up like these accounts and like because they're giving this attention people follow them as a joke mm-hmm. but then don't realize that they're giving them that platform oh, like and it. it's like mm-hmm. you know, oh, and it yeah and it sucks because like us knowing like people who support and follow bts we know the the shit that went on especially with jimin like the stuff that they're saying about him makes my heart hurt because knowing like BTS even op- opened up about how they were worried about him during like the blood sweat and tears era. like he was going through it. he was so like focused on his image to the point where he was losing weight and getting skinny and couldn't like it was getting dangerous. But like knowing that those events and like knowing that that happened and then they're putting this kind of words out there, I'm scared that it's gonna get into the ear of Jim and again. And then he's gonna have those thoughts again.
0: And you know, as creators, we also deal with our own amount of hate and negativity. And how do we deal with that, right? And that's on yeah. a small scale. So I can imagine the types of things mm-hmm. they're going through and what they have to deal with. But they've been doing this for eight years. So I, mm-hmm. I get really emotional when I hear stuff like that, especially when it comes mm-hmm. to like, women and sexual identity, just because I've been living in California for so long and shit like that does not make sense. <laughs> Like, yeah. I would never fly. You say shit like that out here, you get fucking clubbed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you also have to understand that they're in South Korea and that they're dealing with their own kind of pressures and social standards they have to uphold and stuff yeah. they can't come out with in public. So they've been going with this a lot longer than, you know, most people know about. But it just, we have to trust that they're taking care of their mental health too. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like, this shit shouldn't, this this, this doesn't like make sense. Like no one should be talking like this. It just shows how like much work as like a country, as like a world Mm -hmm. we have to make as
1: that who would even put their own fave their own idol and that type of serious allegation even with namjoon why would you put lisa it's mm-hmm. so, but lisa gets treated very. If black black pink lisa does not get the same fair treatment as anything else so it's like why do we throw lisa under the so they're both
7: bad don't you think that no one's talking about it no one's like hey stop like let's not do this like even for their The idols that they look up to, they're not even trying to help save them and protect them at this point because you are tying such horrible, and I mean horrible things with these people that you say you love and support. Yeah. So. I want to admit, like, when it comes to the
4: situation, honestly, the only people that I see talking about it are either ARMY or, like, people from other fandoms. I have not seen a video from or a creator who is a Black, like, for the the Blink fandom talk about the situation, unless I really got to look through my TikTok and search for it, but I have not seen anything, like, FYP, I have not seen, like, for hashtag on Twitter, Instagram. It's just people from other fandoms who are bringing light into it and trying to see, like, tell people that this is so wrong. And I want to give, like, credit to the girl who was in the chat room who was telling them that it was wrong because she was the only person that was calling them out. Because everyone in that chat room, I remember a specific quote that one of them said, why are you mad? That angered me so much. That's what I'm saying yeah and like the crazy another thing is like out of all of those people that were in the chat room she really like held her ground and talked over them in like the best way possible
7: and trying to make them understand why it was wrong and the yeah. people talking about it that are black pink stands if they are trying to spread the word and say no this isn't okay there is no face tied to these accounts still mm-hmm. like i only see fan cam accounts like i cannot find someone that is an advocate for blackpink like i know um of course Decca. she does like blackpink but then again that's not what her platform is it's it's a bt it's mainly a bts account so i i really did try to look and find some um creators so i you know could get a better understanding from their standpoint but it was mm-hmm. it's very hard and i and, and to be mm-hmm. one of the top girl groups and not have That type of fan base on Twitter Mm -hmm. that has faces tied to it is
1: weird. And and the thing is, is Blackpink, they have as a group, they have done some amazing things. They have accomplished some amazing things that should be highlighted like Coachella. I'm sorry. That should really be highlighted that they made Mm -hmm. it to a stage, the Coachella after Beyonce. That is really you literally played the Coachella after Beyonce. Like that to me should be very, very like highlighted the fact that they're a female group we had we haven't really had another female group after fifth harmony really bring things over to the Mm -hmm. western market so one i was like wow we're getting to see them like do the same things as bts in the same light these girls were competing with bts in this western market and they were putting up almost if not the same the same number they were really competing up there It really was, Mm -hmm. they were really doing their job. And it's like, they do work hard. If you see them, they work hard. They really Mm -hmm. do their chemistry with each other. You really don't see any back with them. They love each other. They love, they're just sweet people and they work and Mm -hmm. people love who they are working with Lady Gaga. That was a big thing. Sour Candy I thought was a good reset to introduce them, one, to the LGBTQIA community. Mm -hmm. That song went like leaps and bounds in that community. That's something that that their fandom should be celebrating. And I found it funny. They're coming up on their fifth year. This is something that should have been celebrated. They were literally just a couple of days ago coming out. They're coming out with something special. This is something that the fandom should be pushing and promoting rather than pushing and promoting drama just to get their name out there no you have a big enough platform just to promote and do things like we do
0: and they're mm-hmm. women too they're women yeah. They're yeah. together as women
1: yeah this right. is why i look bad
6: for like really talented artists who get taken down because of their fans and like mm-hmm. people really don't believe like it's the fans fault but, like i remember i would like open up comic sections and people would be like I'm not a fan of like BTS anymore because of the fandom. And people be like, just avoid the fandom, like you avoid the toxic people, but like it's everywhere. Like, and it's nonstop.
0: I have never dealt with a fandom like ARMY. And when I got hit with my own like negativity, Mm -hmm. it really like made me think for a second, like I'm investing so much time, money, energy into these boys who have affected my life personally in a way that is I can't really always explain but you're getting bring you're you're getting brought down by a bunch of people on the internet for loving what you love you know and it gets kind of draining you're like okay well let me just ignore them but then again it's like a part of being a, in the army is connecting with other armies and if you feel isolated from that
4: all right I was gonna say um, I want to come off from that as well because I completely agree with you when i am had a, when I made a TikTok about talking about um, army accountability, people in my comment section were saying like, "Oh, you sound like an anti. Oh, you're not army because you're doing this. You're oh, you're shying away from the good things." And it's just like it feels like you can't have like um, constructive criticism. Is that the word? Mm-hmm. Like you can't say the like what is the the good and the bad? Like in order f- in order for there to be good, there ha- there's gonna be the dark and the bad. So it's like me like only like you guys said like only focusing on the like the, the sunshine and rainbows it doesn't really like show what really army is and also the message of bts because bts like they do have their high moments and like talking about like love and loving yourself and fun they have music just like Sugar and j-hope rm everybody in like ot7 like they talk about the things that they struggle with in themselves And Mm -hmm. that's just something that ARMY needs to portray in themselves as well so that we get the message all around.
7: So just to close off everything about this topic, I feel like all fandoms, not just Blinks, all fandoms need to realize that they need to hold each other accountable. That is what we are taking out of this. Um, We just need to make sure that we understand when we are crossing lines and when we need to stop. Because at this point, it's becoming embarrassing Um, I just really hope that people can understand that these things are not okay. And even if you don't like a certain idol or a certain group, that doesn't mean you go and and spew drama and start hate and start fan wars because it ultimately looks bad on your fave groups.